Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Reeducating Dad, the cross-generational talk show, where my daughter, Little Tone, and I get to re-educate one another from opposite ends of the generational spectrum. Speaking to you, dear listener, from my home in Elmley Castle in the beautiful Cotswolds area of England, I'm your co-host, Big Tone, and here's my opposite number and darling daughter, Little Tone. How are you doing today, Little Tone? Pretty chilly. It's pretty cold at the moment, hence wearing a hat inside, which is wonky, I can see on here. Well, I, I, we're suffering from Storm Bara here. I don't know. It's nationwide, isn't it? I'm wondering if that's what's going on with our internet, because I'm having to hotspot off my phone today. So I think maybe we're being affected by the storm too. Could well be. But I, I mean, I, got, I went for my walk today and I just got blown to smithereens. It was horrible. <laughs> You, you must be um, blown down the hill. Yeah, well, I didn't go up the hill. I I, I thought I thought better of doing that because obviously the higher you go, the worse the wind is. Um, but it's just it's like a war zone here. I mean, there's trees flying around, and yeah, it's uh, roads getting blocked. I, I guess you must be having high seas at the front there on at Hen Hastings. I have, to be fair, I haven't been down there. It's been just too cold. It's been very very cold for the last couple of weeks, and. I mean, I have walked past, but I've chosen to go through the town rather than on the seafront because it is just wild. When it's windy here, it's the, the water just crashes onto the promenade. Yeah, they've got some pretty wild pictures from around the country of, of seas doing just that, you know, engulfing coastal towns. Any road up. Um, you prepared for Christmas? Decks no, up? Not at, all. not at all. No, we don't have a Christmas tree. We don't have any de decks up. Oh, come on, get in behind. the spirit. Get in the spirit. We normally go on the first weekend in December, but um, we just we couldn't fit it in. We've just been too busy. Both of us have loads of work projects on. Tom's about to go on tour again. Um, I just had a work appraisal. Um, I'm in the middle of a campaign. It's just really busy at the moment. I think everyone's having this with their work, especially in the music industry. It's just that people are, are fitting in shoot, shoot uh, fitting in shows that have been rescheduled about four times in the last two years. So it's just super busy. Well, if we get time after our main topic, I might ask you about, um, if you remind me about the music industry and how, how, how the music industry is viewing the new uh, variant problem. Omicron variant. <laughs> well, I can never say what it is. It seems like a really ridiculous word. Omicron, is it? Omicron. Oh, it might be Omicron. I South African variant, anyway. I thought it was Omicron because my boss told me off for calling it the Omicron, which sounds like Comic Con, which is like a really geeky comic festival. Yeah, so <laughs> I, I might ask you about that. But this episode is episode 71, and it's called GMAX Trial and Boris Buffoonery. I know you'll love the second bit. Mm -mm. Uh, GMAX yep. Trial refers to the trial of Ghislaine Maxwell currently underway in New York, very much talked about as the trial of the century, a very overused phrase, I think. Uh, there's been several trials of the century <laughs> in the last mm. 20 years. Um, but uh, it is a big one. Uh, so I, I thought, you know, bearing in mind this is a cross-generational talk show, I'd just like to hear what, how your generation, you and your 30-something, as opposed to me in my mid-60s, how you view 
Mac, who is Ghislaine Maxwell to you, and who you know what does the what does the name Maxwell conjure up for you? No, nothing. I mean, like I started reading about her for the first time five minutes ago. Oh, okay. I just tried to read the article that you sent me. She clearly Mm. sounds Mm. like she's been complicit in a lot of Epstein's crime, Mm. Um, and and it's it definitely sounds like she's been financially compensated for a lot of the really horrible and dodgy stuff that he's done over the years. Um, but apart from that, I, I don't know anything about her. Apparently she's an heiress or something. Well, let, 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 let me just briefly fill you in on that and, any, and our listeners who perhaps are not familiar with the Maxwell family. Um, the patriarch of the Maxwell family was a guy called Robert Maxwell. He was a very, very powerful man. Um, He ended up owning the mirror group of newspapers and various other media outlets, including one, I believe, in New York. Um, And uh, he... He was a. He had a very, very strong presence. He got into a battle with um, who's the other media guy? Murdoch. He got into a battle with Murdoch. They were arch rivals. Um, but uh, his, you know, and he. I mean, there are some terrible stories about him. He apparently he used to go up to the top of his office building and urinate off the roof, <laughs> in London. You know, without any cause you know worrying about who was below and people would apparently go into his office to have a meeting with him and he would be literally having a poo on the toilet so he was a, apparently uh, you know quite a an asshole <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah um and i think he he struck fear i think his presence was such that he struck a lot of fear in in people and i think he probably enjoyed that uh that's just my take on it but uh he died in mysterious circumstances on board his yacht which i think was in the caribbean at the time and his uh his yacht was called the lady gillane after his youngest daughter his youngest sorry his youngest child who was a girl I, I, his other i believe his other two siblings were the two brothers who are supporting her or at least one of them is i think or maybe they both are Actually, I think she has a sister too. Yes, she does have a sister too. But she was, I think Ghislaine was very much the apple of Robert Maxwell's eye, Mm. hence calling his yacht after her. Um, But I have, you know, you're probably going to think this is weird, but I have a certain amount of sympathy for her um, in the sense that we are all products of our upbringing and experiences. And I think being being the daughter of a, a of such a man must have been well, just, shall I say, very influential in her life. But the, the the main thing which I've left out of the story, I mean, he 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 died in mysterious circumstances, in in as much as he went out off on his yacht at a time when his business was in big financial trouble and disappeared like at two o'clock in the morning off the back of the boat. And there are various theories about one that he was killed, murdered. Another was that apparently one of the things he liked to do, rather similar to what he did from his office building, was he liked to go off the back of the boat and have a pee 
and it's thought that he you know did that and fell overboard um but after he died it was discovered that he had stolen millions if not hundreds of millions of pounds from the company's pension fund which obviously wow. meant was coming out of the pockets of employees out of their pension Disgusting. funds and so that sort of fueled gave that sort of gave credence to the other theory that which was that he committed suicide because he realized that he was you know about to face a lot of ignominy and i don't think it's something that he would have been easily able to cope with because he was an extremely proud man um and so i think the i think the theory of suicide is the most likely um I reckon he's probably just like disappeared off to a private island so that he doesn't have to deal with the responsibility of stealing loads of money. No, because he, they found his nude and extremely fat body. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so, no. <laughs> um, you wouldn't jump into the ocean, would you, to kill yourself? No, subsequently his um, his uh, sons who worked in the business with him faced trial um, in the U in the UK, obviously, for uh, the crimes of their father, um, it seems to me, uh, in that they were supposed to be complicit. So I suppose there's a little bit of synchronicity between the two stories. Um, mm. But they they were acquitted, um, and, and I think properly acquitted, actually. Um, so now we we fast forward all the way to Ghislaine. Ghislaine got hooked up with the infamous Jeffrey Epstein. And uh, if anybody doesn't know the story of Epstein, well, I'd be surprised. But uh, if you want to know more about it, there's a great Netflix documentary. I think it's Netflix, almost certain it's Netflix, called Filthy Rich. It's a documentary about the Jeffrey Epstein, Epstein um, uh, story. He, of course, died also in mysterious circumstances in jail. Mm. very much thought, yeah very much because he had a you know he well of course he got up to all kinds of sexual exploits including having having an aeroplane called the Lolita Express which flew to his private island evidently usually populated by a lot of underage oh, women yeah. um but he 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 um you know he he had a lot of uh uh, he had he had a lot of he spent a lot of time with important people like Donald Trump and uh, well Prince Andrew we know about that one. Oh wow, um, it's their own little pedo <laughs> ring. <laughs> yeah, pedo Airways, um, and uh, yeah, so he uh, he faced he he faced charges for uh, for, for obviously. Um, uh, having having sex with underage, well, very very underage girls. I think as young as fourteen. Oh, um, and he was in his sixties. Uh, and uh, he was I, the, the the prosecution did some kind of the, the first prosecution of him did some kind of really dodgy deal, you know, where they gave him, you know, sort of. A prison, a pr prison sentence where he didn't have to be in prison, or he could let out and basically do whatever he liked. I mean, it was completely bizarre. 
And that's all covered, I think, in Filthy Rich. Uh, but then ultimately... Well, wasn't it similar for, like, Pablo Escoban, though? Well, in what respect? Like he had his own, like, little... He went to jail, but he had his own jail, which yes. had, like... Yes. Well, I think it was I think it was worse than that, because I think at least he had to actually stay in jail, even though he had the life, you know, Escoban had the life of Raleigh in there or whatever. Is it Escoban? I think it was. I think it was. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, I think you're right. He he, um, you know, he obviously had a very easy life, but he was in prison. I think I think Maxwell could pretty much go come and go as he pleased. I mean, it was just odd. The whole thing was really, really odd. And eventually he was done properly. And that's why he went to prison. And while in prison, he died. Um, again, suicide is the, the, supposed to be the, the official uh, cause of death. But it, some very odd things happened in the prison. You know, the, the, he was supposed to be on, on suicide watch. He was, you know, they, they were supposed to be looking after him. They, they falsified the records. The guards did. They, the, the, the CCTV happened to be not working at the time. You know, so it's all a bit shady. And I think a lot of people think he was bumped off because he had material. He kept a black book, apparently, of the people. Black a black book of the people who would, you know, and perhaps he kept other things like videotapes and things like that on people so that he could he could exert influence over powerful people because of what they'd got up to, you know, on his island, etc. I think that's the way the story goes. Ghislaine was, I mean, all, all that's rather odd. Was it was his girlfriend partner? Um, although she's very much in this trial trying to distance herself, you know, and saying basically her argument is that they're trying to, because they because they can no longer do, do Epstein for the crimes, they want to do her for his crimes. But it look it's looking pretty clear, although she obviously denies everything, it's looking pretty clear from the evidence that I'm listening to in the courtroom that uh, she was very much involved with finding the girls and encouraging them. And dressing them up. And the, you know, the schoolgirl outfit business. Although the, although the prosecution appears to have made a serious tactical blunder over that. But um, I don't think that that will, because they're, they're not going to be able to get those, not, they're not going to be able to produce those costumes, outfits, whatever you want to call them in evidence, because they didn't build the necessary foundation in the questioning of one of the um, accusers, victims, witnesses, whatever you want to call them. Um, so that's the story. That's really the story. Um, I think there have been three or four accusers or victims, um, depending on which side you're on. Uh, who have pretty much said, you know, that Ghislaine was involved in the sexual activity from time to time, that she she definitely, you know, encouraged them, and she was she was procuring young 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 girls for Jeffrey. Yeah, and she was uh, compensated handsomely by the sounds of it. Yeah, uh, well, she got yeah, you know, she was given. I think he sent her like $30 million for, on one occasion and um, and she spent $7 million of that on a helicopter. 
Apparently she could yeah. fly a helicopter, I think. Um, but, I mean, it, it really I'm not going to be flying anything in prison. <laughs> well, let me, cir- let me circle... You're right. Let me circle back to where uh, I, st- I started saying that I felt a bit sorry for her. You know I subscribe to this idea that we don't really have free will. We've talked... I think we've talked about it on previous um, episodes. They're there to be listened to. But... Um, you know, that we, we, we only do things either because we're forced to or because we want to, and we can't ever control what we want to do because wants are things that appear, and we, we don't really know why they appear. Um, and, you know, I think she's a product of her experiences, um, and uh, I think that, you know, I think she had an upbringing that was, you know, not ideal, let's put it that way. And the other thing is I think that, you know, he was Jeffrey Epstein was clearly a very manipulative man. It would appear that she's a manipulative woman. Um, but I think that you know he, I, she was obviously in awe of him. She was clearly in love with him, in awe of him. And I think that she um, she succumbed rather like her father was a very powerful, extremely powerful man. Uh, I, I think she sort of followed the same pattern with Jeffrey Epstein. And the other thing I think I want to say is that really, you know, to be facing prison sentences for this of up to 80 years, I mean, are they a bit nuts in the United States? I mean, the the sort of uh, sentences that they talk about are unbelievable. 80 years, I mean, does does that seem reasonable to you? I don't know. What do you mean? Why would it be unreasonable? Well, it just seems... Look, it just they seems... add up the... Um, I think the way that they do it is they add up the offences in terms of numbers. So, like, you know, a murder might be worth X amount of years or theft would be, you know, amount to X amount of years. And a lot of the time, people can't live that long. So it's just a life sentence, isn't it? Well, yeah, but Although they I do... I think they, a life they, sentence they, yeah. equates like years. Yes, but do you think even a life sentence, and if a life sentence like in the UK type of a life sentence, which could be 15 years, could be 25 years, um, even that to me sounds too much for, for what we're talking about here. I mean, you know, she, clear. She, she, they, I mean, between them, I mean, obviously he was the instigator, but she, she's complicit. She, I think she's complicit in a. I don't disagree with you. A lot of disgusting trauma for many many people i don't you know, disagree I with you that... and I, i'm not i'm not belittling that by any means but i it just it just feels over the top to me i mean you know you know you're familiar with the story of rolf harris right yeah so rolf harris um i, I believe he uh, he assaulted um was it 12 i think 12 children effectively Mm-hmm. indecently yeah. assaulted indecently assaulted and he got five years nine months and he actually mm-hmm. spent three years of that in prison yeah but i i think that they always expect it to be half on good behavior half the sentence well hen- yeah hence three years there is obviously a difference between assault and actually raping people wasn't there but but she didn't rape anybody no, she didn't, but she was complicit in his, in basically pretty much sex trafficking. Well, that's 
That is fair enough, but I, it, it still does feel, it just feels over the top. I mean, even when they were talking, you know, they're talking about the, the, the other trials that we've heard about, you know, like you, you and I, I think, disagreed over the Rittenhouse trial. But I, I mean, he was facing, you know, sort of extraordinary number of years in prison. Um, and got nothing. <laughs> yeah, well, he got nothing because he was innocent. But let's not let's not rehearse that <laughs> that whole thing. Like, it just feels to me as though they're absolutely balmy over in the United States when it comes. I mean, to I don't, things. I don't think that that is balmy at all. I think that this was a big operation. Um, I think that part of the reason it's probably that much is down to the amount of financial compensation she received for said sex trafficking. Um, I mean, clearly there's a market for millionaires to, you know, pay for people to bring them young women, you know, young underage women. Yeah. And it, it, it seems like a much bigger, I mean, if, if Epstein was keeping a black book of everyone that committed offences on his island, it, it seems like there's a big plan in place there. Do you know what I mean? Like, if he, yeah, well, if he had it's fair enough, that yeah. information to kind of exploit politicians and judges and stuff like that, then it's not just it's not just the. I know I keep referring it to sex trafficking. I, I don't really know what else to call it, but it's not just that that's on that she's on trial for. She's complicit in the whole bigger plan, and well, there's no way yeah. that someone like that is is receiving that kind of money unless they're doing something pretty messed up. You know, I, I can't I can't fault anything you said there. And they they are actually using sex trafficking throughout the trial, I think, in the reports of it. Oh. So you're on the money there. Um, I, I, yeah, it, it's just my gut feeling is that it's it's a it's it's way over the top, though, to be talking. OK, well, if you change if you change the word sex trafficking to essentially slavery mm. and then you think about the age of the women that are being brought in to satisfy this disgusting millionaire man hmm. they're literally part of this slave trade hmm. in hmm. you know in the 20th century and I, I i don't know why that wouldn't be a suitable punishment for someone that had stolen the the youth of so many young women yes because if you if you think about the, the act that can cause trauma that is literally life-ruining. Well, I think... The, the, like, if something the, happened to me like that at 14, I don't think... I don't know how I would recover. Yes, it. no, it's a good point. I mean, the the, the, vic, the victims, stroke accusers, um, are saying that. I mean, they're saying... Of course, that I think they all got upwards of one million. Some, some got, I think, quite a bit more from a Epstein fund that was set up in compensation i'm wondering how that might strike the jury members um and also there seems to be a familiar theme with them of keeping going back to him um which i you know I, i'm not blaming them for because i you know clearly they were very young but uh one of them went well i mean it's pro it's programming isn't it because it's it's, it's learned behavior you yes. know it, it you're 14 and someone's telling you this this thing that's happening right now is normal and you know yes. you've been you're you've been a good girl so we're going to give you some money to live really comfortably yeah and then right. you yeah, develop yeah. this idea that this is a normal situation 
And it's only really when you get into your probably 30s and 40s that you have to start comparing it to what other people's life experiences are like. And you go, whoa, that wasn't normal. I was actually being taken advantage of. And, you know, I mean... You're making some extremely good points. Um, and uh, you, you re- no, I really mean that. You, you are making very powerful points. Anybody who wants to follow this trial, by the way, I'm a big fan of uh, a channel in the United States by a defense lawyer called Robert Gruler, who does a, um, a live stream every night after the day's trial. Um, and he goes through what's happening in the courtroom because we can't, in this case, it's a federal court, so we can't actually, there are no cameras in the courtroom. And there's no audio recording that we can even hear. So it, we have to rely on, rather like we do here in the UK, we have to actually rely on reports um, uh, from inside the court, although we've got much more latitude there because we can actually do things like this, which you could, you know, and comment on the trial as it's ongoing, which you really couldn't do here. Um, but anyway, let's move on uh, because we, we do want to talk about Boris the buffoon. Um, of course, I've completely changed my mind about Boris, as you know. I did. I, I admitted that to you um, in a couple of episodes ago when we talked about uh, the Owen Patterson debacle, uh, and now this is even worse. I mean, this is absolutely appalling. I'm ashamed to be a conservative, frankly. Um, Can we get that as a sound bite? <laughs> <laughs> What soundbite? That can be that can be our ad for this uh, for this <laughs> podcast. I am ashamed to be a conservative. Well, I am when, uh, over this. I mean, I, I still believe strongly in conservative principles, and I'm not a socialist, but um, uh, and I can't see myself ever becoming one. But um, you know, this is just disgraceful behaviour, and this. So, what, what I'm talking about here for those that don't know, because of course we've got listeners in other countries. The, during the lockdown, when we were last Christmas, when we were all under you know very severe restrictions, um, and particularly, I would like to refer to people who, like my next door neighbour, who couldn't even go and see her mother, her dying mother, um, uh, and others nearby us as well who have a similar situation, and many people who couldn't even say goodbye to. You know, to their aged parents or, or aged friends or whatever. While that was going on, there, the, the, there were elements of the Conservative Party in Number Ten Downing Street who were completely flouting the rules um, and having a party. And, uh, and then there's this Angela Stratton who's resigned today, quite rightly. Um, you know. She, uh, a video of her is exposed with her la- doing a pretend, what do you call it, press briefing, where she was, I, I guess, practicing for what might happen if it, if the word got out. And she was laughing and joking, and they were talking about how they were going to call it a wine and cheese party, but an office party or a business party or something like that. I mean, it's appalling. It's absolutely appalling. And there are people in... You know, as Keir Starmer raised at um, parliamentary uh, Prime Minister's Question Times today in Parliament, um, what was I going to say? I've lost me thread, but he did say something important, and I can't remember what it was now. But uh, that, they would, that, that, that there would be disciplinary rules. 
That I, do, I know what it was. Thank you. Um, it was it was that he made the point that there are people even now being prosecuted in the magistrates court for breaking those rules at that time and being fined. Yeah. And, up and to like Boris, 10 grand. And Boris has the audacity to stand up and say, well, why are you going on about something that, that you know, that took place a year ago? Well, so if you murdered somebody a year ago, do, do the police not do anything about it? I don't think so. Crimes committed a year ago are still subject to prosecution. And, you know, there should be no question that these people who, who were involved in this party should face the music. And Boris should resign. I mean, absolutely, he has to resign over this. I mean, and if he doesn't, I, you know, I, I, I have no respect for them at all. If they, they've got to push him out, you know, the, the Tory. They're just a complete embarrassment. Like, you know, you could, they need to be setting an example by following the only rules that they have created to keep the public safe. And not only did they flout them, but they laughed and joked about it. Absolutely. You know, it wasn't just the woman, it was um, Jacob, Jacob Rees-Mogg, is that his name? Well, if that's, I, did, I didn't know he was involved. But uh, there's also a video of him going, oh, and look, we're all definitely like socially distanced right now. And everyone's laughing. Well, it's I, like it's know, not funny. It's, it's absolutely disgraceful. You, you are serving this. You're supposed to be serving this country. People haven't seen their relatives as they've been dying over Christmas. You know, something like 630 people died that day that they had a party. It's despicable, I, you, you know, and you and they should agree. all be held to account. I and agree with the, that. The, prob the problem with our politics is people are proven to have been go doing things wrong, doing things that are illegal, and they don't get reprimanded for it. I agree They don't entirely. face any consequences. So we, we're in a chorus. Yeah, the rest of us, one second, the rest of us, common folk, are receiving things like £10,000 fines, hmm. you know, yeah. And and they should be they should face the same punishment as the rest of the population, if not worse, if not even if not a worse punishment. Uh, anyway, it, after that yeah. chorus of concurrence, um, let's uh, just. I wanted to get back to asking you about the Omicron variant or whatever you want, however you want to pronounce it. Omicron. <laughs> Isn't. It, doesn't this strike you as all a bit of a fiasco? <clears throat> Isn't this a disease which the South Africans have been studying and, and have been telling us isn't, doesn't appear to be serious at all? I mean, it spreads easily, yes, but it doesn't seem to result in any, anything more than a fairly mild illness. And yet we, 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 we seem to be talking about restrictions coming in at Christmas again, you know, work working from home. Well, okay, so I think, I think that there is a huge problem with scaremongering through the press because I think oh looks like little tone has become a frozen frame <laughs> on my screen and I think we have probably lost her and we're at we're out of time anyway because we're beyond oh, oh she sounds like she might be re-entering the frame but Sorry I think, about that. no, I think yeah, we lost you. We we froze. I was about to wind up anyway because um, we you know we're we're beyond our time. But just quickly finish what you were saying. Oh, I just said I think that they're scaremongering, but I do also think it's not so much about the variant, but at um, but it's about the um, infection rate increasing so much. I mean, a lot of people are getting sick again. Um, 
not as sick as they were last Christmas because obviously we have some level of protection with the vaccine. But I know a lot of people that have it right now. Well, you know? so do I, but nobody seems to be that ill. <laughs> well, actually, I've, I've, I, I, a friend of a friend's husband has been basically in rehab and he's a healthy guy. You know, he's mm. been on has a he got, the, has, he got this, has he got this particular variant? I don't I don't think that you can test for what variant people have. He's got COVID. He picked up COVID somehow and um, has been on a ventilator for the last and got got COVID pneumonia. So because, uh, because yeah, because I mean, there's plenty of that around, but it's it's it seems to have been largely the original strain or the or more recently the Delta strain. And the Delta strain is does lead to serious illness, but there doesn't seem to be a single case anywhere of this turning into a serious illness. So still less any death. So I don't know how. I don't know how you can tell, because not many. I would say most people aren't really being tested on what variant they have. Okay. Well, you may be right. Because I mean, I guess... I, I guessed last Christmas that I had the Kent variant because it was rampant in in Kent, and Kent's right next to Hastings, yeah. and that was a very mitable or whatever the word is. Um, uh, variant so we just assumed that that's what we had but sure. apart from that I mean I, I know that they're tracking Omicron cases but I, I just don't understand how sure so let's wrap it up there okay. pleasure as always thank you very much little tone thank you to all our listeners I really ought to re remember to say when we finish off these episodes that please do like and share our material if you do like it um it really helps us if you can share these episodes with your friends and family and it would be much very much appreciated by us uh, but uh, for now um, it's goodbye from me and goodbye from me and it's ben's birthday today so happy birthday ben yes our grandson ben well not our grandson my grandson ben my nephew ben my nephew ben yeah. and he's of course been a regular contributor to this podcast so we hope to welcome him back he's at um, he's celebrating his birthday in his university in cardiff so i really must hang up now so thank you much <laughs> very much everybody and we will see you next time bye for now bye